Guys, welcome back. Episode three. We made it, baby. We made it. We made it. It's uh, it's exciting to be here again tonight. Um, Amy and I have had a great time delivering these topics, delivering a little bit of news, what we're marinating on, what's hitting us close. Um, it's really cool to be able to share it back and it's been fantastic to get the feedback from everybody. So thank you very much um, for listening, watching, getting involved. This is an absolute dream. It's a pleasure. Before we get started tonight, we just want to thank... Um, a few people, a few sponsors, um, if you will. Um, AccuFit, the big dogs company, getting right behind the modern monks. Ghetto Movement is obviously a big supporter of our business. The big guy loves to watch our stuff. Um, Definition, the guys downstairs always so supportive um, of our recordings, getting behind the podcast. Um, South of Home Creative, the guys that film for us. Joey Plum behind the camera. Um, and our favorite people to go fuel the body, uh, Jimmy's Burgers, really keeping us... Nice and full in the tummy before our podcast, which keeps us creative. So thanks to those guys. Um, super cool thing to talk about early on this week. And it's a question that I've been asking a lot of people lately. It's a question that I've been asked once myself. Um, what would you say to 21-year-old you? I'd say keep doing what you're doing, but relax, baby. Just relax. Chill out. Go with the flow. I think when... Everyone's get that, got that urgency, right? We've all got that time clock just ticking away. And we feel, especially when we're really young, that things are just going to happen for us. And they happen for us because we look at Instagram. We have, it happens for us because we're always on social media and we're seeing all these people do phenomenal things. And we want that. We want that for ourselves, but we want it now. Because it's happening for someone now, it's got to be happening for us now. And I think for myself at 21, I didn't think my life would look like it does now. I honestly thought I'd be the most successful I thought I would have changed the game by now. I thought I'd have an empire. Yeah. I honestly <laughs> thought I'd be sitting like in this like ivory tower just being like, oh. Isn't it funny how it changes? Yeah. Man. And it evolves with you. So I think... 21-year-old me was a punk. Yeah, man. <laughs> Such a punk. I definitely like... Because I, I, I feel like it's, it's still part of you though, that element. Oh, yeah, definitely. That side of you. Definitely. But I definitely would look at him and just sh- shake those broad, good-looking shoulders. <laughs> those broad... <laughs> Unusually tanned shoulders too, if I'm not correct. Yeah, it's a different time, Salarium <laughs> days. Um, they're illegal now, yeah? Yeah, I think they're illegal. <laughs> so funny. They have to drag me out. Um, <laughs> got, the, scream. got the goggle tan. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's going on, baby? Fell asleep in the sun today, yeah. did you? AFP. Um, but yeah, I tell, I tell myself just to relax, man, because even now, I'm constantly checking in and going. 28, I was 28, yes, well, tw- on Sunday. Happy birthday too, by the way. Thank you. I don't you. think I've seen you. No, you didn't send me a card or anything I like that I tried to FaceTime you twice yeah um, miss my calls miss your calls but uh, I would have t- I told myself then on my birthday it was like something changed and something was different but I think ultimately you have to relax reflect and just just stay present in the moment enjoy things and be along for the ride because fuck who knows when it's going to end man Mate, it's so true so true and there's so many things happening around at the moment that really make you reflect on that like internationally sure there's always dramas happening but Locally, there's been some horrific things happen. There was recently some fires ripped through down where I grew up and it was devastating for the local community. There was 70 homes lost. Um, local guy, Jay Hayden, passed away recently. Young dude, full of life. You know, it's, it's just, it, it can be snapped up at any time. It's, it's crazy. It really makes you stop and think. Yeah. The, um, the reason I asked you that question is because I had a really interesting conversation with listener and viewer um, Scott Ford and shout out Scotty love you bro shout out Scotty and Scott I, I said it I asked Scott 
because he's quite he's a very smart businessman he's given me a lot of insightful tips the last um, couple of months with moving space and everything coming up and he's a very insightful guy thinks about things on a completely different level and um, do you know what he said he said I wouldn't waste my breath I got here once I can get here again so I wouldn't waste my breath with that kid like you yeah. know he's gonna be okay he's done it he might make some mistakes but those mistakes have got me to where I am and it just made me think you know everyone that gets asked that question gives you the old oh you know I'd, I'd, I'd tell them to do this and believe in themselves and, and do all that which is all well and good everyone probably needs a little bit of a, a pat on the back and go you're doing a good job mate like you know keep going but so interesting as soon as he said that I just instantly was taken back to 21 year old Will and like coming at as 28 or 30 year old Will being like hey listen youngster like this is what you should be doing don't do this don't do that don't be dumb yeah 21 year old Will would just turn around and just be like yeah cool champ yeah cool good luck being 30 you're killing it and it's like <laughs> and you'd be like trying to choke 30 year old me is like god damn it just listen to me like don't make these mistakes and it's like oh, it's the cycle yeah no one ever like thinks that I've never heard someone actually say like I wouldn't waste my breath look I've gotten to here I obviously had to do those <laughs> things to get there yeah and it's such like but don't you think that that's that only comes and this is the same thing like when you're talking about this journey and we're talking about so many other things on this like about mindfulness all this stuff it's like motivation last episode it's all horseshit. It's all like ideals and ideologies, but it's so hard to be like when you're stressed out and someone's like, hey, calm down, yeah. calm down. Pump the brakes. Yeah, you, you need to relax more. It's like, are you serious? I'm freaking out, stuff's going wrong, my life's falling apart, I'm stressed out, things aren't happening the way that I wanted to. And you tell me to relax. It's the last thing. Obviously, I know I need to relax. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like when you, when you reach a certain point in your life and you start to see certain themes present consistently each year, which is, I need to be a better parent. Oh, sorry, well, parent if you've got kids. I need to be a better partner. I feel like you're projecting on me. This <laughs> <laughs> stuff's coming for you, right? Yeah, I know. Be a good dad. You know, go home early to your wife. <laughs> Cook dinner. No. Um, you just have to, like, like it's themes that come up in your life, like work harder, work smarter, be respectful of the people around you, be kind. All these things are only learned through experience and time mm. and fucking up and making failures, like a reality. You need, to, you need to get life to check you for you then to go like what Scott has obviously done who's gone through all the challenges of life built, built himself into the person that he is and he has that perspective he's the most chilled out guy he just hangs so out so chilled out sensational right and everyone else is stressing I mean we're stressing but if we look back on the stress that's happened in the last or what's going to happen in the last 6 to 12 months mm. and what's going to come for us it's quite stressful but yeah. when we look back on it in 5 years time probably be like Pfft, yeah, he'll be like, God, remember that kid that was whinging about doing 18 hour days and all these stresses in life? Yeah. Now you've got five kids, mate. How do you think we. <laughs> Seriously. Like, Have I got five kids? Come no, on. no, I mean, like when we do. Oh, when we do. Yeah, when okay. we do. Yeah. Like between us, because obviously we'll stay tight yeah. and then the girls would. Yeah, separate, yeah. <laughs> so, so in that, in that sense, I, I, I completely agree with his perspective. And it's something that I've, that I've come to in this point when all this stuff's happening, like a lot of opportunities happen with the business. That I've actually more less stressed than I was when I was just man managing one facility, like one idea, because it was like I can't I can't even control this stuff, all these uncontrollables we were talking about last episode. I can't control all these other outcomes. I can only control what I show up with, 
And I wish I had that mentality before. I wish I just turned up every day and was like, I'm just going to fucking do the best I can, be a good person. It's interesting though. Do you think if Eamon, you know, in those days would have showed up and done that day in, day out, that he might have got bored of it? You know what I mean? Like, that's where I start to look at things now. And it's like, if you did change the way you behave, the way you acted or the way you handled situations in the past, would you still have the same principles, same morals and everything now? Now, I completely agree, but but this is the same tangent of us saying, you can't tell 21-year-old us because we wouldn't listen. Mm. But in the same way, it's like, I don't look at those mistakes that I made and the failures that I made as anything other than the journey. But I also think like, whatever this is, whatever life is, is an expression of like, us fucking up and having successes and having good relationships and bad relationships and good things happen to us and bad things happen to us. Alright, so what's what's a failure to you? Define to me what the word failure means and then I want an example of something that has been a failure and something that you've had to rebuild from. Something that you've learned a really important message about because you've mucked up the first time around. So what's, what's failure first? First, what does the word failure mean to you? Fa- I, I use failure interchangeably with lesson. So okay. I, I, don't, I, like I don't frame anything necessarily as the positive or negative experience. Obviously, something good happens, you win a million dollars, I'm not going to be like, geez, this lesson's pretty good and go back to meditating. I'm going to be like, woohoo, we're going Sizzler, we're going Sizzler. <laughs> you think Sizzler when you win a million dollars? Well, I'm thinking about buying Sizzler, maybe. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah, baby, we made it. Break out the red panties. Now, nah, Eamon's going to Sizzler. I live a very simple life, bro. Sizzler. Where are you going with a million dollars? million dollars doesn't get you far anyway these million days. million dollars doesn't get you far. million dollars isn't buying me your house. It's a Saturday night, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Bowling. Um, but yeah, so failure, definition of failure. Definition of failure. Failure, I think, interchangeably with lesson. And I think that when I look at back at the failures that I've had in my life, I'd say being a terrible partner sometimes in certain relationships that was a failure because it's I look at failure as that lesson in hardship Mm -hmm. and that where you have to take stock at some point look at yourself and be like shit not only have I fucked up I'm going to have to pay for this for a while so I look at that failure as a lesson so sometimes when I've been a shit shit in my relationship when I've been shit in my professional life personal friendships when I've taken people for granted I've seen that come back in not the obvious karmic way, but looking back over time going, oh, I can see how this has been a hard transition. Yeah, and it's not just like when you say pay for it too, it's not just financially that sometimes you have to pay for your mistakes, but emotionally, you know, these things can be quite taxing. If you go through something quite traumatic, you know, you often drag that along with you for quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be the, the heaviest pay of all. You know, because just because you you know you've moved forward and you're doing these things doesn't mean you know emotionally that you're clear of it. You know, you can still be carrying that baggage around, and it's not until something big happens you're like, oh shit, why am I crying while I'm watching the Notebook? And you realise yeah. that you know you've been holding on to this baggage for so long. Yeah, just sobbing, sobbing, sobbing away into the tissues. <laughs> what? Okay, what would you class a failure as then, <clears throat> or something that's kind of it's, to you? it's interesting because I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and. I don't know, I I tend to look towards that lesson outlook as well because realistically, if you fail something or you mark it up or you don't do it right the first time, like it's cliche, but you've learned a way that it's not going to work. Um, I think the only time, the only failure that you can make 
is if you don't take that lesson away. So if you keep repeating the same mistake time and time again and you don't make a change, then okay, you're either brain dead or you've failed. Like, you know, there's something going on with the way you're thinking that's not pulling this apart the way it should be. So I think in that sense, um, you know, we're, we're pretty on par with how we look at certain situations. Like, you know, if I make a mistake, I instantly learn, don't do that again. And if I do it, actually, perfect example. My, um, between 21 and 25, horrendous run of injuries. No alarm bells rang for me until I was 25. It's the stupidest thing. I was like a moth to a flame. I kept flying in the flame, getting burned alive and done. So I would drink heaps, think I could train, party and, you know, just live the life. Ruptured pec. Done. Six months in a sling. Um, Recovered. Got back to full fitness. Started doing the same things again. Thinking I can drink, thinking I can train, do all this stuff. No sleep dislocate shoulder once dislocate shoulder twice dislocate shoulder three times shoulder reconstruction same thing again it's like everyone around me was just like you are an idiot I was like nah it's sweet I've got it sorted wasn't until the last time it happened I had the reconstruction and like it was like the penny just dropped I was like oh this is right okay I can't treat my body like this I have to actually take responsibility for it yeah so in a sense there yeah I failed time and time again failed myself miserably failed the people around me miserably because every time something like that happens you drag those people down with you you know as positive as I am about everything and like no injuries ever held me down and I trained with a sling I you know when I did my foot again idiot um but I still train and I still stay positive. But there's always going to be an element of that guilt that you give yourself. And then that guilt that you give yourself will come off onto the people that are closest to you. They will feel that neg energy and it will affect them on some level. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, that, that to me is like a really good example of not listening to start with. Sorry, excuse me. And then figuring it out, making peace with it, moving forward. You know, the lesson was learnt. Shoulders are better than ever. Probably better than most people's good shoulders. But the lesson took a little while to learn. It took a little while to sink in. I had to fail several times in order for it to happen. So it's it's interesting looking back and seeing, like as soon as you start to unpack it, you see the similarities in what like you see other people doing. You're like, Alright, fair enough. But this is but this is like the beautiful irony, I think, of a failed experience. Because through your failed experience, you built a movement company, right? Mm. You're on the brink of establishing something in an area, which I, I mean, I think I've only been down here a couple of years, but I think it's been crying out for it for a long time, right? People moving better and, you know, like an alternative to your global gym setup, right? Something different, right? So something different. I look at my failures and being like, why am I making terrible mistakes? Why is this so hard for so long? I only get to get to a point where not only are things happening that I've always wanted, Right, we got a facility starting. We got a lot of other locations and stuff coming up. A lot of opportunities. Four weeks. In four weeks, we'll be in a completely different space. The movement mecca. But if I look at that and go, all those failures beforehand, which were me making terrible choices, like I used to think of health and medicine as if I got too drunk on a night out, no problem, because I know that I can take charcoal, my clays, I can do my herbs. I wake up the next day, hungover, footloose and fancy free baby to ready to go again. But I kept making that 
consistent problem, that consistent mistake of thinking that. And then I got sick in another way and I was like, that's another check. Like it was a whole, I kept thinking I could beat the system. Yeah. And I learned all that stuff. And you can't, like health, movement, all this stuff as life is a balance of all these different things. You can't take from something and expect everything to be okay. You can't do complete yang and have this like no yin element to your life, no sedentary element to your life and not have that balance back and and forth. That's what people don't get to. Like you can't be too far one way and too far the other ever. You just can't do it because you need that balance. You need the bad guy within flirting, making the good guy flirt with a little bit of danger every now and then. Otherwise, you get all this yin you know, everything's smooth, everything's chilled, everything's just sweet. And then all of a sudden it takes one little thing and poof, the yin cycle gets blown, yeah. you know, it goes, blows out. Whereas the other way, you self-destruct. So you do need those two things to intertwine. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, what, do you, what have you got? You go too far one way, you explode. You go too far the other, you explode. Yeah. You need those things intertwining. You need to use the elements that you know, are perceived as a little bit bad, a little bit rogue. You need to have that guy still stirring the pot every now and then because yeah. otherwise, you know, there's no balance there. And like you said, you need one for the other. Like every single human is like that. Yeah. They need it. You can't be, and you can't hide from it. It's like we were talking about sleep, you know, in a separate conversation and we were talking about how you just need sleep as a fundamental. Your body will not heal and you will, like, it's like, okay, you want to lose weight you know, have a better sex life, have better energy throughout the day, all these different things. But you sleep three hours a day and your body needs seven to eight. The, the other thing that cracks me up too is that everyone is so quick to hear the amount of sleep from an expert or a perceived expert in that field. And they're like, oh no, it's fine if I only get four and a half hours sleep a night. This guy said so, this paper said it. But then a couple of weeks ago, this amazing podcast with Joe Rogan, what was the guy's name? Um, sleep dude. Matthew Walker Jr. No, I think it's Matthew Walker. Matthew yeah. Walker, not Matthew Walker Jr. But he comes out and says, if you are not getting minimum seven hours sleep a night, like basically dead. Yeah. You know, he's like, you, your body's not going to hack it. You can't do it for an extended period of time. Everything is just going to go downhill. All of a sudden, all these people, oh, you know, I've put in practice this, I've put in practice that. It's like, where do you get this information that tells you that four and a half to five hours sleep a night is fine? Yeah, and then all of a sudden you go full circle because one person credits it and it's like you know not disclaiming um, Matthew Walker's piece he's just a guy like, yeah. what I'm disclaiming is the fact that people are so quick to believe whatever it is they hear or whatever it is they read without doing research themselves right and you know that's another part of it like everyone is so reliant on all these opinions and nobody does the Tim Ferriss where they do a little bit of study on themselves like, okay, how do I operate when I have a week of seven hour plus sleeps a night? How do I operate when I have a week of five hour plus sleeps a night? How do I operate when I eat this? How do I operate when I eat that? How do I operate when I go keto, when I go paleo? But you're, talk, but you're talking about like the society's biggest problem. Like the same thing we're talking about wanting to be a millionaire at 21. You, you want the magic, like no one, yeah. who wants to yeah. do, has anyone done chest to wall, handstand hold? Three minutes, five minutes. Nobody yeah. wants to do that. Well, I don't want to do that. I just want to go jump up, a couple of this, a little bit of that, a couple yeah. of one-arm hands, then a little bit of that. I get it. No one wants it. to. It's the same I thing. Like it. Everyone comes to me for a treatment. They're like, why can't you fix me today? Yeah. If like, Can I be that one 
percent of the population that this medicine is just magic for and they get pain free and they're just skipping out no you spent 20 plus years for some people you spent six months sitting at a desk in a terrible job never moving for 16 hours your body is not just going to be like sweet yeah, yeah sweet yeah thanks thanks for that I'm sweet now yeah thanks for those five needles yeah or a massage or like, phys- <laughs> like physical exercise it's not going to work your body is not built like that our mental state's not built like that it's accumulating good habit- habits over a long period of time that will establish the goals that you want so the same thing like I know what you're saying but it's not yeah 100% yeah you're dead set you're, you're definitely right like it, that's that's a black hole that you could just dive down into. Yeah. But you know it's a black hole nonetheless, and you know we dip our toes in it every now and then, <laughs> worrying about everyone else and what they're thinking. Yeah. Um, what I want to get to next, while we're on the topic of fe- uh, failures, is fears. So, I want to know what it is that scares you, what you're afraid <clears throat> of, any of these terms. I want three things. Three things I'm afraid of. Three things you're afraid of. Three things that you fear, whether it's the future, whether it's now, whether it's something that you think may ever happen. Like one for me would be I'm scared of the dark. I'm not comfortable when the lights are out. Are you really? Yeah, I really am. I did not know that. I, I put on a brave face. I really do not like the dark. But that's a light-hearted one. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just had, I had a, I'll tell you what happened. Sounds when I was scary. a kid, when I was a kid, I got up to go to the bathroom one night. My little brother hid under my bed. God knows how long he waited for. I stood out of my bed, and in my head, the boogeyman grabbed my leg. Maybe like, he did. Grabbed he did. it hard. Yeah. And I screamed and bolted from one end of the house to the other. And I've never been the same since. But did Barney say that was me? No, no, Barney. Yeah, Barney admitted it was him. Yeah, but did he admit no, no, it because came, you know it was... No, no, he came... Is he just... No, no, he came to the... He was like in stitches laughing. So yeah. he's coming to mum and dad's room like, ha ha, I got you, I got you, bro. Petrified. Like I'd just been grabbed by a legitimate boogeyman sleeping under my bed. Yeah. So for years and years, even now still when my feet are like hanging out of the end of the bed and I'm conscious of it, I'm like, <laughs> cover the toes up because that's where he'll get you. Yeah. Oh, he will. Yeah. He will. And I'm fully petrified of it now. Like... Terrible. Shit, man! Traumatic experience. Jesus. But I don't gonna so that was that. that was a good example of a fear <laughs> from the past. I want to know now what's happening now in your world. What's going to happen that strikes a little bit of fear, a little bit of doubt? Okay. That's a heavy question. It is, isn't it? When you think about, it, like, what are you most afraid of? So I instantly think the dark. Instantly the dark. So. Sunday I turned 28. And you know how you have a birthday like you have a Christmas, right? 28 or 38? Yeah, 28. With a 20, two, two eight. 22. Yeah, that's coming for 20 you Isn't it 28 for you soon? 28. Yeah. Yeah, but... You know, so, I don't look 20, 28. <laughs> <laughs> Hair's still there, bro. Just relax. You're looking good, man. So, 28 on Sunday. And for the first time... You know how you go through a Christmas and you go through a birthday or whatever and you're like, oh, it's the same. For the first time in my life, I woke up and I actually felt a little bit different. I was like, it was like I had like real problems now and I didn't have real problems before, but it was literally like 28. I was like, something, something's a little bit different, right? Something, something's changed slightly. I'm not sure what it is yet, but slight. And it was the first time in my life that I was even more conscious, conscious of time and the fact that there's really only a limited amount of time in this earth, on this time. And I don't know about past lives, I'm not questioning anything else outside of it, but right now, 
20 and I'm like there's a finite time physically that we can be on this, this earth and I think one of my biggest fears and has been for a long time is that I know within my personality that I'm quite good at certain things and I stick a lot not necessarily just to my comfort zone but I flirt outside uncomfortable things that are still within my comfort zone like and doing I, a podcast like doing a podcast it's like it's, it's, a, it's hard but it's also like I kind of want to do it anyway right and I think that my biggest fear has been for a long time is that when I get to the end of my life and if I'm lucky enough to reflect on it before I go you know at 100 and whatever 20 years of age or whatever and I'm sitting there and I can reflect on my life before the lights get turned out for mm. good I, wanna, I don't want myself to ask myself the question that I already know and I ask every day which is asking myself did I give up did I give up too soon interesting did I not do enough and I know that everyone has outlandish and unrealistic expectations of what they want to do with their life. There's always that, regardless of whether you're sitting in a cubicle listening to this or you're driving home from a job you don't like or you are fortunate enough to you know, have a business or, or you know, work in a place that you just fucking love, there's always something a little bit more that you want, that you get a tidbit taste from, from like Conor McGregor type person. Where you see someone who's so enigmatic that you're like, someone has achieved this. You know what I mean? Someone has millions and millions of dollars to achieve this greatness. And my biggest fear is that I'll get to the end point and know that I gave up on myself. Like workouts where you go, there's a little bit more, but that's it. Ah, oh, I've done enough. And everyone's like, oh, you did really good. Did you? But did you? So that's the question. You're asking like that. Because I'll know. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like <clears throat> no matter what anyone says and go, Will, you had a phenomenal life. You achieved so much. Everyone loves you. Well, right, there's probably some people. There's probably some people. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's one of them in this. Room. One of them in this room, but we won't know. We won't know who it is. Um, but you'll know, like that that fear. And I feel like everyone has that motivation, that push. I mean, that's what jealousy is. That's what competition is. Like the mm. root of all these things. Like we compete against each other naturally, but it's because some of us win more than others. Some of us win more than others. Some of us. I don't want to talk about me right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that question. I'm like, I'll know, and everyone. We'll know. You'll know at the end if you have that it's opportunity. It's huge. It's huge. And how many people listening? How many people listening right now would be happy to reflect on their life and know that they a haven't get, like have given up on something, or b that horrible question, "What if?" Yeah. Who asks themselves that, and how often? If you're asking yourself that a lot, you need to make some changes. Yeah. You know, what if this or what if that? Ooh. Poison, poison. Yeah, you know, it's just that's a big thing to be afraid of. Like, but it's good though. That's deep. Like, it's hard. It's it's tough. But man. it's an honest. It's an honest answer though. I like it because it's it's inner. You know, that's from the self. Like, you are literally afraid of your own judgment on yourself. That's yeah. as raw as it gets. Like, that's not, oh, I'm worried about, you know, Sally and Debbie thinking that I didn't try hard enough. You're legitimately self-reflecting so deeply that on your deathbed, you're afraid of your own judgment and what you have left as a legacy. Well, I think, that's, I think everyone reflects on that. Like, if you do a run, for example, like, even if you break it down to the micro level, like, let's say you wanted to run a marathon, it's a super big achievement, and you ran a crappy time, but halfway through that or three quarters, three quarters of the way through that, you stop yourself and you're like, oh man, I just got to stop. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. So you start to physically see yourself slow down. And you get to the end and you're like, you know, you're, you're spent and you're exhausted. But then after a while, after about a minute, you're walking around and you're like, 
Oh, I wasn't. Shit. I wasn't that bad. Yeah. Why? Like you look at the other bloke and he's like, you know, those like uh, lolly legs and he's like falling over the line. You're like, geez, that guy worked hard. And I finished and I had a little bit more to give. That scares the shit out of it's me, bro. Ultimate, yeah. That, like heavy, that. Anytime it? I think of it, I'm like, <sighs> it's heavy. I'm like that, and I know I'll come for me. That's the thing. I know I'm coming for me. I can. And that's that's like at the end of the day, like I was like, shit. When I was thinking about doing this, I'm like, what am I afraid of? Like, what am I afraid of? And there's not really anything. Like, I don't doubt um, myself. I don't doubt what, you know, we're capable of, what I'm capable of. I know that whatever I want to do, if I set my mind to it, I will make it happen one way or another. I was like, fear of failure doesn't really phase me. You know, am I going to be a good dad? I'm going to be a killer dad. I can't wait. Mm. You know, I feel so naturally ready for that role. You know, am I going to be a good business owner? Who knows? But I'm sure if I put in the time and the work, I'm going to be good at it. So it doesn't really scare me in that sense of things. But that has just hit so perfectly. So perfectly. Like, it's literally that self-reflection. Can you handle it? Can you not? Mm. It's dynamite. Because I think you can translate that into today. Yeah. That's what the scary Every single thing you do. You can't put it off. Like, everything. That's not something like... Training, work... Am I being an idiot whilst driving a car? Am I being an idiot while I talk to my mum on the phone? Am I doing everything I can in this situation to make it worth it, to make it legit? Mate, that's, that's huge. That's the perfect way to end ep three. Just marinate on that, everyone at home. Self-reflection. Are you doing enough in your day-to-day? That's enough for you. That's enough for you. No one else's, just for you. Bruh. I love it. Episode man. three, baby. Love it in the chat.